Welcome to Fat Muscle Project, your home for building your best physique. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Fat Muscle Project podcast. I'm John Gorman, your co-host for today, because we're doing something pretty cool over the next four to five episodes. We have a whole bunch of guest hosts, people that have reached out. They want to be potential hosts of the show. And I've got a line of just awesome people that I've known over the years um, that are going to come on and guest host with different topics. And then eventually we'll settle on a permanent co-host with me. And I'm really, really excited to have E. Ramey join us today. Good friend of mine. We we go back now a few years. E, how's it going on, man? How are you? Great. Yeah. No, it's it's crazy. It's been a you know a couple of years since we first met, and it's been you know a wild ride since then to see kind of your you know your transition and mine as well. Yeah, it's it's one of those things. So I met you for the first time at the Elite Physique University seminar, the first one we did in Tampa. If I remember right, I think it was the March 2021 event that we did, I think. Uh, we did two in Tampa. I can't remember. But it's the first one. I'm pretty sure it was you and I. And uh, you were one of the super VIPs. We got to work out. We got to do all these things. I remember the whole workout that we did. We had a badass workout with some bands. And yes. it was just good times, good times. And, you know, this is a perfect example Jason Theobald and I talk about this all the time on our sister podcast, Elite Physique University. We talk about anytime you go to an event, it's always important to meet people, right? And it's you never know what connections you make. You never know who you're going to end up doing business with. And, you know, I've been on a podcast with you that you've hosted before. But, you know, here we are, friends. Like I had, I texted you earlier because we're friends. I've got your cell phone. Like we don't talk all the time or anything, but meeting people, you never know where it's going to lead to some business down the road. And here we are. You're, you're hosting my podcast, co hosting. And this is just good stuff, man. So I'm really, really excited to talk about this episode. And before we get into that, I like to start off with any new, anything new, cool that you want to pass along before we get into our topic. So I know the news, but why don't you tell everybody else listening the news? Yeah. So I just found out this past Saturday that I'm going to have a little baby girl in November. So it's very interesting to me because I've wanted a boy kind of my whole life since I've wanted a kid. And now I got this baby girl on the way and couldn't honestly be more excited. My wife is just as pumped as I am. November is the proposed due date as of now. I'm expecting a, a spooky baby around Halloween time. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, I'd say it got the name uh, Scarlett Ann is what we're going with. And so it's been a wild ride, you know, business has been going good, work's going good, but now to add in, you know, potentially becoming, you know, a, a girl dad in the next few months is, you know, craziness. Yeah. Congratulations, man. It's, it's, Thank it's you. one thing. My kids are 23 and almost 16. So like, I'm, I'm almost at now I say that and I end up having a kid or something like five years from now. I don't know, but um, yeah, super exciting. Uh, only thing new for me to pass along real quick is by the time this drops, we will have, two new proteins. Um, we will have a chocolate peanut butter cookie, which no one else is doing in the industry. And it is amazing. I can't wait to launch that. It's going to quickly become our bestseller because we've been testing it for months. The other one that we're doing is a natural chocolate peanut butter. And I don't know of anybody else in the industry that's doing that. We took our, our very popular chocolate natural that we have now, used peanut flour and got the right mix so it's literally a natural chocolate peanut butter and you just don't see that in the natural world so i'm excited we're going to drop both of those um you guys check out the show notes if you're just now hearing about it 
they're game changers. So if you want to check that out, that's it. But, you know, as far as everything else, just lucky here in an Airbnb, traveling, talking to places about carrying the products, working with a full client load. I'm just, I'm just lucky. So this, this podcast is going to be good. E, um, you came up with a couple of really good topics. So this probably won't be the only time, obviously that you're going to be hosting. I'd love to have you back on. Tell everybody what we're going to talk about today and the topic that you picked. Yeah. So it, it's kind of grown, especially in the last couple of years with, you know, the HRT route kind of growing and, you know, getting bigger is, should you stay natural? Should you get on some type of HRT or should you even end up going enhanced? And I know, you know, you've seen, especially from your route that, you know, a lot of people come into this game wanting to transition their body as quick as possible, but they don't realize the, you know, results are not as, you know, guaranteed as they think they are. And yeah. the implications of going more into the HRT or even going bigger into the enhanced world. They think it's just going to, you know, happen and they'll be happy with the results. It's it's an interesting conversation. I would say most of the people listening to this podcast, a large percentage listening to Elite Physique University, all are going to be natural. Um, we are going to have a decent population that are on HRT, such as myself and you know, you feel free to talk about you and your experiences on your side. Um, HRT here, I've worked with a lot of assisted athletes, and that's beyond HRT. So maybe people using black market testosterone and things of that nature. Like I've got a lot of experience with that, coaching people with that. Um, I don't typically go that route anymore because it's just not something that I'm really interested in, but I have a lot of experience and knowledge there. We can talk about all of it. But one of the main things I think that we need to make sure is we, deploy enough information and let people understand the differences because there are people out there wondering they're natural they're like hey what would happen if i just did one cycle or what if i just did like i think everyone's thought that at some point because they're they're fascinated with it and we're not going to try and talk anyone into it we're just going to explain to people this is exactly what it is this is exactly what you can see out of it is it is there a lot of risks which there are there are quite a few and what it looks like. So it's just more knowledge here on our end, because a lot of people just won't put this out. But if you put out good information, if you don't put out good information, people are just going to go shit the bed. And they're going to try shit they shouldn't be trying possibly. Right. Exactly. And there are people out there listening who on the flip side of this, as you and I both know, there are people out there that are that are natural. Their testosterone levels are just not where they need to be for these things that we want to do. And they need to understand what HRT is. They need to understand that side of things. And then finally, yes, to go beyond that into the the super assisted route, you know, we can touch on that. I don't think it's going to be very much of our listener base, but we should touch on it because if it helps one or to five people, then it's worth it. So yeah, man, I'm excited to get into this show. Yeah. And you know, it's crazy because the first time I ever really dove into, you know, going from the natural to the HRT route, I was 26 years old and I went and got my blood work tested and I was 273 and for my testosterone, which is, you know, like a 90 year old. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so, but to me, I thought I was healthy. And so I think that's where a lot of these people, and we talked about it a little bit prior and we, you know, email back and forth where blood work comes into this, you know, um, pros and cons of how you can see how your body might be telling you something's going on. 
And so, you know, you've had a lot of experience and, you know, learning from you as well in how to grow the testosterone numbers naturally, whether it's via food, supplementation, sleep, things like that, but also the going into the HRT route. And so I know you've experienced that on both ends. And so I'm kind of wondering from your side, is there a certain age that people try and tend to go into that HRT route that you've seen? Or is it just kind of based on where you've seen blood work and stuff? Because obviously I'm working with either very, I don't want to say very young, but 20 to 25 year olds, or I'm working with 50 and up typically. I don't really have that 30 to 50 kind of range. And so a lot of my friends or my clients are in that range of, oh, I need this TRT. And I'm like, all right, we'll go get blood work. And they come back and it's 700. It's like, well, you don't need TRT right now because then you're going to be on some type of testosterone, you know, style testosterone for life, essentially at that point where you could naturally keep your levels high. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things. I, starting with people in their twenties, you're an outlier, obviously, as, as we both know, you're not going to see very many people in their twenties with very low testosterone, but there are those people that just, it happens, right? Like it definitely happens. And Typically, you don't see a lot of people in their 20s getting labs until you start to think about, you start to hear about some of the symptoms. So symptoms of low testosterone for our listeners, you know, low sex drive, low motivation, you know, low libido, same thing, low motivation. Um, you feel like everything's just kind of darker, you know, um, everything's gray, a little, little stormy outside. Um, some people have a lot of depression that comes along with that. People that have clinical de- depression low testosterone can present as being clinically depressed and you have to be a little side caveat here. You have to be careful if you're listening and you have depression and you have low testosterone because your doctor is immediately going to want you put you on antidepressant. And a lot of the times I've told my clients, Hey, make sure you, I don't ever tell them how to fucking adjust their meds. Cause I'm, I'm a diet coach. Like I am really specific about that. But what I do tell my clients is like, Hey, I would ask your doctor if he would hold off on the antidepressants and let's, you know, let you start your HRT, get testosterone levels up. And you'd be surprised how much you you don't have to go down the antidepressant route because you have to wean yourself off that. It's a whole process of getting off antidepressants. So uh, real quick side caveat is getting your testosterone levels up. A lot of the times will fix some of those symptoms, right? You'll always be clinically depressed. So you'll have that. But give HRT a shot first. But back to what I was saying, you feel these different things. Um, Your joints, your tendons, your bones, your strength goes down. um, Sleep's disruptive. Insulin resistance is a lot higher. Um, And I remember, so you were 290s. I remember at the end of mine, it was August of 2019. Just trying everything I could naturally get mine up even a high fat keto diet. Cause I thought, well, maybe the higher fats will help. Right. And all the supplementation was on point. I was at 190 and I was at the YMCA working out and I felt like my joints were breaking. I just remember that. And if you think about it, that's what a feeble 90 year old feels like. And that's what my testosterone levels were like. So if you feel these symptoms, you need to go get labs done. E- even if you're in your twenties and you know, part of that is you said that you felt like you were good and healthy when you were in the two, you know, upper 200s. You adapt to how you feel and that becomes the norm. So, I remember for a long time I was, you know, 390 
And I felt, eh, I'm, I'm, that's what I've been for a long time. Like I felt like that was my normal. You don't know how bad you feel until you get fixed. Yeah. See, I got on HRT and I'm like, holy shit. Like everybody just turned the lights on and opened the windows up and there's fucking birds chirping. And everybody that I've talked to, I say, I feel like I'm 18 again. And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, you just, you, it, it's amazing. But I see a lot of people when they hear that, they're like, oh, cool. I'm just going to go right onto it. Mm-mm. And I'm like, no, let's try and fix, you know, some things prior to that. Because of, again, if you, especially if you're going the injectable route or something like that, you're going to be on that you know, pretty much for the rest of your time, because you want to keep that test level high and coming off as, you know, there's obviously ways to come off. You can go on Clomid and all these different things, but you want to keep that test level high because you feel that good. So I know obviously you've used in the past, you know, ashwagandha, to, you know, for cortisol levels, things like that, sleeping better, hormone optimizer, jump start. Is that kind of where you would definitely try and you know, fix somebody no matter what their age is first between the HRT or because HRT is becoming so popular, even if they're 35, 40, 45, something like that, that would kind of be the the best option. I almost always try and get someone to let me naturally get it up as high as possible for eight weeks. I'm like, hey, if you don't want to worry about being on HRT, because once you, like you said, once you start it, there's no starting and then go, coming off. Like the longer you're on HRT and the more you take exogenous testosterone, the more it shuts you under natural production. So you need to stay on it, right? So if you don't want to be someone that's having to give yourself injections every week or just remembering to take your meds, I always try and fix it for eight weeks. And I've presented on this all over on how to naturally raise your test levels. And it comes down to a multitude of things, but, and this is not me just throwing a bunch of supplements at the problem, though I did develop hormone optimizer just for this. A lot of it is we have to make sure that you're not training so much that you're training yourself into the ground. So that's the first thing. If someone's training six days a week, I'm going to pull, and I just did this with a client of mine up in the Omaha area. He's a freaking amazing athlete. His test levels are coming back um, lower than we wanted. I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. I think it was like 300s. So I had him drop his train down to like three days a week from six. And most people, they do not want to do that, right? We're all, we want to be machines. Seven day workout warriors. Right? Like I, listen, I love training. I want to be in there six days a week, but when someone's test is low, you can't recover from that. So all that, all that's doing is leading to being under recovered, which means it keeps cortisol higher, which over time is going to keep dropping your testosterone level. So if you're listening and your test levels aren't, I would say anything under 400 is where you really need to start being really, really careful because you're going to be under recovered. So I like to drop training down. Maybe it's four days if somebody's training six, but typically three days a week. And I do that for a month and I have them um, make sure their sleep's maxed out. I have them drop any alcohol. Like, listen, alcohol is the worst fucking thing for your physique that there is. Hands down, period. So cut out the booze. And if you guys can hear the tugboat in the background, I'm sorry. I am at an Airbnb in Hannibal, Missouri, um, but it just is what it is. So cut out the alcohol. It does absolutely nothing for your physique except for make it go backwards. Make sure your sleep is enough. And I can't give you an exact number, but it should be at least six, seven, seven hours or more, in my opinion. And you've got to cut down the training so the cortisol drops. Now, life stress and things like that, you definitely need to worry about that because if you're a super type A person and you're go, 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 and you're stressed out now and you can't sleep because you, you're feeling like you can't work out six days a week, like some of you are your own worst enemy. And I, I get it. And I'm empathetic with that. But sometimes you got to get out of your own fucking way. 
to be able to fix this problem. So I like to pair all those things with supplementation. So New Ethics makes Cordy's. We sell it on the Fat Muscle website for those listening know. Drops cortisol down and then hormone optimizer. I've got all the ingredients in there that not only boost testosterone, but they also drop cortisol. So it's a one-two punch. And what happens is, is when your body's making chronically high cortisol, it has to make so much of that. It can't make enough testosterone. It can't make enough thyroid hormone and progesterone. So by lowering cortisol, your testosterone levels are naturally going to come up. Then you hit that with things like deaspartic acid and boron and things of that nature. It helps boost testosterone. So that's why hormone optimizer works so well, because I built it to work with the systems of the body. So doing that for eight weeks, then I like to retest. And this guy in Omaha, I was, I was just talking about, I saw his less test levels come up into, I believe it was the 400, like in a place where I'm like, okay, we can now add a day of training. I think he's, you know, decently up into the 400s now, which, which is not high by any means, but it's an improvement Still bad, you know, yeah. from down around 300 or whatever. So we added a day of training and then we've watched really, really close. And now eventually I've been able, and his physique is looking better, by the way. So for those of you listening, his physique looked better on three days a week training for a month to six six weeks than it did training six days a week on low testosterone. So by taking a step back, you're actually taking two steps forward. Um, so fixing your testosterone levels naturally, that's part of it. Now, females, it's a little bit harder. You know, most test levels for guys, you're, it's going to say 250 to 1100 is the normal range nanograms per deciliter. There's different measurements, but for the most part, that's it. I like to see guys 400 or higher. I'd much rather see 500 or higher. 400 is like the bare bones minimum. Um, but a lot of times I'm seeing this protocol, I just jump guys 100 to 200 points. Uh, I've had a lot of people jump from 400s up well up into the 600s, and that's outstanding. Like for a natural athlete, that middle of the road, that's pretty good. Females, a little bit harder. Most ranges you're going to see are, you know, zero to 40, or some ranges go up to 60. I like to see females at 25 or 30 if I can. I don't see very many females above that. You just You just don't. Um, but I've seen a lot of females go from like a 12 up to like a 25, and that's pretty good improvement, maybe a 30. So it gets them from that lower end up to the middle-ish range. And the other thing you've got to look at is free testosterone. And that's that's very important because you can have decent test levels, but your free test, and that's that's the testosterone that that's measured that you really have to think about that's good for things like recovery and muscle gain. And if that's low but your testosterone levels are in the mid range. That means you're still not going to be able to put on muscle as well as if you get that back up. Now, most ranges are like a zero to four, for example, for a female guys, I can't remember the range off the top of my head because there's so many different ones, but anywhere middle of the range, you're going to be pretty good. Anything under middle of the range, you're going to kind of struggle to put on muscle. And the people that you see are the most muscular, well-balanced people are usually people that have the higher uh, free test levels. And, and I'm talking about natural right now. We'll talk about enhanced and, and levels there, but that's, that's what I look at as a coach with my athletes, whenever I'm looking at testosterone levels and boosting things naturally. Um, and, and I'm gonna throw this back to you so we can keep going, but if I can't get levels up that way and they're doing everything to a T, then I know, okay, so somebody's at 300 tests and they've done all these things. They've taken an optimizer and the whole protocol then it's time to go talk to a doc um, about HRT. So since we're going to move on to that route, and so obviously you've tested 
you know, twice via blood work, are you having them go through a specific blood work panel or are you just kind of focusing on that main testosterone? Like, are you going through life extension and pulling like comprehensive weight loss or are you having them just kind of pull what a doctor's having, you know, a typical, because obviously you're not really going to get free tests typically from a doctor. You're obviously going to get tests if you get it, but free tests and things like that. And do you constantly, or I guess in your years of coaching, have you seen pushback from trying to get blood work done repeatedly? Yep. Uh, most doctor's offices, they're going to give people a problem unless they're an endocrinologist and that's what they specifically work in. So I send that life extension, comprehensive weight loss panel. Um, I should probably link that in the show notes. Um, so let's make sure after this, um, I don't know if you're keeping notes on your end, let's link that for everybody in the show notes. It covers everything. I like to initially get that panel done. And that usually gives me clues as to what might be dropping testosterone. So cortisol is different. Like you can't, you, you get a cortisol measurement, but it's first thing in the morning that the only time you can see is if that's your total cortisol, if it's really, really high on that one measurement, a blood measurement, then I know, well, okay, at least our total cortisol is really high. You know, if things like reverse T3 are high, that's usually a sign of higher cortisol. If sex hormone binding globulin, that's something to where if that's high, that binds up and your, your testosterone, your lower and your free T is lower. So SHBG, I like to see those things. So those in that initial panel, I like to get that comprehensive panel. Now, if everything's okay on there, they're a little tight for money on the second time when I want to test to see if their levels have come up. I don't mind just testing. If there's nothing else I need to see, if they can just get their total and their free test done, I'm okay. Taking a look at that. If everything else was, was normal. Right. Um, but sometimes it's two comprehensive panels. It just depends on what was wrong when you look at the first panel. And I know we can do a whole podcast on what the <laughs> whole panel is. Right. But you know, it's the first one that's really important. You want to get everything. So I send them there because their doc's not typically going to do it. They don't like to do a full thyroid panel, for example. Like they, they don't like to do all that. But we need to see that so we know what's causing what, what gives us clues. And then if, whenever we need to do it again to compare, we need to see all those metrics. Yeah. And so obviously, so if you're if you're pulling, you know, within a two, three month span, essentially, and you have a natural, whether it's a gin pop person or even a natural client, what's kind of your time frame of that person seeing results, especially in muscular structure and things like that? Is it six months? Is it a year? Is it kind of just based on where they were at previously? And then obviously, if they were low test and building up like things like that? Yeah. So let me make sure I understand that right. I If they were low test, what kind of changes will I see them make once they get test up or how long does it take to get their test up? How, if they're getting test up. So say somebody like for myself, when I was you know 26 and getting blood work done, I wasn't making any real changes, but obviously I jumped mm -hmm. right into the HRT route. I never did the natural uh, route because I really didn't know anything about it at the time. I just knew, all right, my testosterone shit. I need to fix this. Talk to a friend. They're like, Hey, Try this testosterone thing, went straight to HRT. So my results happened vastly quicker than if somebody was naturally trying to build muscle sure. while building up their testosterone. Yeah. So obviously the natural route, it's going to just take forever. And the more trained you are, especially most people that are, they're going to see lower test levels. They're going to be up in their later thirties, early forties. That That's when you start to see a decent decline. Um, 
but yeah, it's going to take a long time. So once you get those levels back up to a normal level, a mid-range level of four or 500, or maybe a 25 for a female, 20 to 25, um, it's going to take a while because in a lot of the times you have a training history by the time your test levels start to dip anyway. So if you've already been training five, 10, 15 years, it's harder to make progress in general. So a lot of the times, and I'll just be honest, people don't like to hear this. When you get your test levels back up, it's almost to that point, you're going to put back on muscle that was lost. It's never truly lost, but muscle memory will come back. You'll put back on the muscle that you had for the most part. But the idea of putting on a bunch of new muscle later in life and your testosterone levels have just now come back up to lower normal, probably not going to happen. And if you throw it a dieting cycle in, because we have a lot of people that compete and get on stage, you throw a dieting cycle in, it's just going to crush it again anyway. So most people, once they get to the brink of, okay, I may need HRT at some point, or now I've naturally got my testosterone levels back up. To me, it's almost about a fight to hold on to it as much as you can. Because then, then you're looking at entering your 40s and your late 40s and maybe your 50s. It just depends on each person. At that point, if you think you're going to keep adding muscle naturally, like it, it sucks, people don't want to hear this, but I, I just say it. It's not, it's not very common unless your testosterone levels are really up there. If you can get your guys, if you can get your testosterone levels up over 700, females, if you can get it up to, you know, over 25, 30, like not dieting, you don't diet for years and you just train, train, train. Yeah, you're looking at adding a little bit of muscle, but it's very, very hard. Now on the flip side, and I don't know if you want to talk about this, but you want to talk about what happens when you start HRT after being low testosterone. We can, we can talk about that. Well, that's where I was actually going to follow up with that yeah. is because I, I was looking through, you know, the show notes and it's what happens if you go down the route of HRT, what shows up on your blood, you know, what changes on your blood work, what changes on your body, you know, if you were to start HRT, be on it for a year, and then you pull off what's going to happen to your blood work at that point. And basically, it's, it's a roller coaster down on all of it, essentially. And that's why I, we talked about it earlier. When you go to that, you know, injectable or cream or pill adding in that testosterone to your body, it's essentially a lifer thing. You know, if you want to keep the the blue skies instead of the gray skies, essentially, when it comes to that bodybuilding or, you know, life changing aspect because of the, you know, results you're getting. But as soon as you come off, your body eventually tells you, man, what the fuck did you do? Yeah, I, I, I agree. And I think what we should do is. Let's talk about what happens to somebody that's low T, and then we're going to go ahead and go on HRT and what happens. And the first thing I want to explain is there's a lot of different routes that you can go with testosterone. Injectables, in my opinion, no one wants to do that, but it's the best. You should be able to get a, a good dosage. Most most dosages, easy for me to say, dosages for men are going to be anywhere from, and people start lower. Some docs will start at hundred uh, milligrams a week. Most standard is about 150 milligrams a week. Um, some docs will start you right at 200. And those are more of like the life extension type, um, longevity type places. They'll start you at 200, which for a lot of guys is going to get you really, really high to start. But injectables is nice because especially if you break it up into two injections a week, you're going to have much more stable blood levels. Yes. You're not going to have a rise and a fall and a rise and a fall. 
anybody out there listening, if your doc tells you, well, if your test levels are too high, you should just extend your your injections out to once every 10 days or two weeks. They're fucking, they don't get it. Yeah. Like, don't I, do I've that. I've heard up to two weeks and I'm like, man, you're, you're just wanting to kill yourself at that point. Like your yep. hormones are t- destroyed. Up and down. Yeah. So <laughs> twice, twice a week, uh, people can get by on once a week. Twice a week is great. You're going to have stable levels. Um, but injectables, in my opinion, is the easiest route. Cream, it it works. Not everybody can absorb it the same, and you have to really tinker with it to get the to get it right. Not a fan of pellets, you know. They're you know however long they are at this point. I've kind of given up on even paying attention to them. But you know, if it goes if it's a twelve week pellet, you know you burn through it, and you've got a couple of weeks where you're really low, waiting for your next pellet because they're a sustained type release. They're just not very stable. And then actually you were the first person that I had talked to that had experience with taking oral testosterone, if I remember right. Um, uh, what was it? 25 milligrams a day or what? That's what, what I had you... started. Yeah. Yeah. It was 25. And then actually I even bumped it up to 50 um, because that's what I was told to do. And so, yeah, it was, that was an interesting one. It kept my levels, you know, decently high in comparison, you know, to being low, but you definitely don't have the, um, I'll use it lightly, the Hulk side effects, you know, you feel, you feel good, but you're not getting the pumps and you're not getting the vascularity and the recovery is not there, but your test levels are staying moderately high. I mean, they stayed above five, right around 600. So I still had good levels, but they weren't close to the, you know, 9,000 levels that I was on when I was, you know, using injectable. Yeah. So the thing is um, what you'll see then when people go on HRT for the first time, I know with me, and I've seen this with so many clients, with me, I was training for so long on lower testosterone, your body is under-recovered. You're, it's still, it's trying to, you're breaking the muscle down and it's trying to recover. It's trying to put on, you're trying to build new nuclei. You're trying to expand your muscular structure. So what happens is when you train for a long time, it's like that's almost as suppressed and you go on HRT and now all of a sudden you go from having a 270 test level, for example, for a guy or a four, if you're a female or three, and it's like really low to now, all of a sudden you're at least to the middle of the range. And most of the time you're the top three quarters of the range. So guy, you may jump up to seven, eight, 900, uh, which is outstanding. A female, most females I see at start HRT. If the, if the level measured is between zero and 40, I see a lot of people, females over the range, they just end up over the range. They end up at 60, 80, 90, hundred, um, and then a lot of them don't see side effects at a hundred at all. They feel great. They don't see a lot of the side effects. Um, now you start getting up over that and then you're going to see things like the hair growth, clitoral enlargement, voice change, but you know, for female, their typical starting dose, I forgot to talk about that earlier, five milligrams a week, um, is a typical good dose for a female. And, you know, some places will try and start them at 10. I'm telling you, if you're female listening, if they try and start you at 10 milligrams a week, you're going to have, you're going to have super high levels. You're going to have, most of you are going to have sides. Just start at five. Just ask them to start you at five. Now here's what happens. You're training, your body's suppressed. You're not putting on muscle. You're actually going backwards over time. And you put HRT in your system. Now, all of a sudden, it's like someone sticks an air hose up your ass and turns it on. And a lot of people, and you got to remember, this is just prescription uh, medical grade testosterone. This is medicine. This is what it's for. But it literally looks like you just did a massive amount of anabolics, like a a bodybuilder with this going the super assisted route. 
It's just because your muscles have been waiting for the ability to recover all this time and all this nuclei has been built now can actually expand and grow, right? So you see these insane, I remember mine, I was like 200 pounds, skinny fat. And after six to eight weeks, I was 215 pounds leaner and it's night and day. It looks like about a four-year transformation. But all that was is I already had the muscle there. It had just gone so backwards from being on low test. I just put my muscle back on very, very rapid. It wasn't a bunch of new muscle, very, very rapidly. So that's what you typically see with somebody who has a training history. Their test ends up low. They go on HRT. They put all that old muscle back on immediately because once you build muscle, the nuclei is always there that you build. So you could stop training for a year. You start training for eight weeks. It's all going to be right back. It never goes away. We call it muscle memory. So that's that's typically what I see when someone starts HRT for it's the first funny, time. Yeah, it's funny you say that because it was kind of the same way with me. I was training seven days a week, usually doing cardio seven days a week. So my test levels, all that, you know, I was under recovered, definitely. Well, when I got on to CRT, I dropped down to four days of training. And only doing cardio maybe two or at most three days a week. And my body just immediately changed. And it was because I was finally recovering, but then adding in HRT, adding in the food, my body was like, thank God you finally decided that this is the way it should go. And I think that's the crazy thing is people who get onto HRT, whether it's they're going through somebody they found at a gym or they're going through an HRT route, they think, all right, I'm just going to start this and I can still go to the gym seven days a week and, you know, recover better. And it's like, well, like you mentioned earlier, sometimes when you pull back, things just start to work so much better for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A hundred, a hundred percent. So it, you know, we're talking about, and I want people to understand, we're talking about a healthy approach to getting your testosterone levels back up. We've talked about the natural approach. Now we're talking about the pharmacological approach, if, if, if that's even a word, you know, pharmacology. And we're talking about doing this under a doctor's supervision. And a lot of people that have a history of taking like black market steroids, testosterone, I have seen people get on actual HRT and it because it's 150 milligrams a week or 200 milligrams a week, it's actually prescription grade testosterone. It's not black market. It's not cut down from the raws in China or whoever's making it, Right. So, because you see a lot of people that take black market testosterone, they're doing these insane amounts. They're taking, you know, a gram a week or five, 700 a week. And it's like, if you did that with HRT, your testosterone levels would be so fucking high. You'd have massive too, side too effects. Great. You'd have, you'd have <laughs> gynecomastia, right? It, you can get so much out of 150 to 200 milligrams of prescription grade HRT that you can make massive progress. Yeah. Um, and that's I, I the difference. Things. Yeah, I heard something today that kind of really resonated with me, and I actually plan on making a post about it later. But it's he or she who treats themselves treats a fool. And I see that a lot with a lot of people who want to go down, and we can even get into the enhanced route at this point, but whether it's HRT or even just finding black market enhancements, you have no idea realistically what you're doing. You're finding something you found online. And like you said, you know, they could find something black market testosterone and inject 500 milligrams a week. Whereas if they decided to do pharmaceutical side and did 250 and get the same results and not cause any issues and they would know where it's coming from, you know, but everybody's trying to save a dollar. And I see that a lot with a lot of people who want to go that HRT 
route, but they're like, well, I can get this for $50 instead of $150. It's like, well, that $50 might cause you more issues down the road. And I see that a lot. And that's where, you know, we even talked about a little earlier with, you know, blood work and things like that. And the people who are injecting massive amounts of HRT, you know, their SHBG could be completely fucked on that. Their testosterone levels, their free test, because they're injecting way more than what a doctor would tell them to do. Yeah. You know, there, there's other there's other things, too, I think we should talk about real quick with, you know, once once you see your levels on HRT, we're still on HRT. Once you see your levels start to go up, there are other things that you need to measure when you start to look at labs. So, guys, I would say, you know, I, I would really like to see your levels somewhere in the six, seven, eight, nine hundred range. Can you get up to a thousand eleven hundred? You can. Uh, once it starts to get that high, you have to start watching things like blood pressure. That's a side effect, um, especially if you're prone to it. So blood pressure could get up high, which you do not want because that's the silent killer. And you can feel great, but your blood pressure will be high. And what's happening is you're causing a lot of damage to the arteries over time mm-hmm. and your heart and stroke and like all that stuff. Like what you're doing, like that's very important. So you've got to watch blood pressure, uh, hematocrit, that's blood thickness. So on a la- on your labs, on HRT, for a lot of people, you'll see blood thickness and hematocrit go up. So, you know, guys, for example, I don't see it on as many females. I see it on a lot of guys. Hematocrit will be up at 50, 51. I think the top of the range is about 50. At that point, you need to go donate blood. You can do that every eight weeks. I have to, and I'm on very low dose HRT. I'm on 150 milligrams a week, and it gets me to about 800, you know, nanograms per deciliter. I'm, I'm perfect right there. But my blood pressure, if I'm not careful, can get a little high. And my hematocrit, my blood thickness gets high. And here's the danger in that. If you look at hematocrit and your red blood cells are usually right by each other on your labs. Blood thickness is very serious because if if your red blood cell counts a little bit high, those remember, those are the sticky, red, red blood cells are sticky, right? So if they start getting high, now you start having thick blood and you start having a lot of red blood cells, which are stickier. That's where you start to get at risk of um, clotting and things like that. And you definitely don't want that. And then you throw in higher blood pressure. And then now, now you've got the perfect storm and you've got to be careful. Like, I don't care if you're 37 listening to this, right. that is no joke. Just go donate blood. It's simple. It takes five minutes. I think yep. I set the record there the other day I donated, I think it was a pint or whatever, in like four minutes, 26 seconds. She's like, wow, that was fast. I'm like, Hey, you know, I've got to do it every eight weeks and it's okay. It's like an oil change in your car, right? You're changing your yep. oil. You can do that every eight weeks. So those are the things you need to watch out for. And then finally, before I forget, because I know there's purists out there, they're going to say, hey, you're forgetting about estrogen. Always make sure you measure your estrogen, uh, especially guys. So typically I like to see estrogen levels, you know, 30, 40 is totally fine. It depends on the ranges that are being used, but middle of the road, maybe slightly above. It's very important for a lot of things to be able to diet. You have to have decent estrogen levels to be able to gain muscle, to be able to have libido and a sex drive. Like you need some estrogen, but when you start getting your testosterone levels a little bit higher in those higher ranges, you might see a little conversion um, and you want to be careful because higher testosterone will convert into estrogen. If you're prone to things like, like if you're, I'm just going to say, if you're a fatty, like I'm a fatty, you're more prone to things like, you know, breast tissue enlargement, gynecomastia. Um, they, people call it bitch tits. I mean, it's terrible to even say it like that. I, I don't call it that, but gynecomastia, right? Um, you have to watch for those things. So you may get something like an astrazole, which is Rimidex, 
usually a half tab twice a week is a typical yeah. dose, maybe a half tab once a week. It's, it's really hard to get that dose down, but you know, typically half tab, half tab twice a week is fine. If your ranges are up over 900 uh, and that's just something that you need to watch. So make sure you get your estrogen uh, measured there. Yeah. And it's, it's funny. You mentioned the, you know, hemocrat like levels and things like that. Every time I've went and give given blood in the last probably year or two, mine's always been super low. So when they test it, they're like, well, we, now we don't need to pull your blood because it's so low. And I'm like, well, that's weird because I, I've always been told you have to go and give blood because your blood will be too thick. And so that's always been a weird thing to me is every time I try and give blood, they're like, no, you don't need to. And I'm like, well, I've always heard anytime you're on TRT or HRT, it's like, you got to go, you got to go, you got to go. And then I was talking to my, my older brother, who's 51, and he's been on HRT for the last two years. And that's what he's like, every four to six weeks, I go and give blood to, you know, get everything checked out. And it's, it's crazy because a lot of people who, especially if they're doing the, you know, non-pharmaceutical side, they might not have any idea about going and getting just an oil change essentially for your body. They're just going to keep dumping testosterone into their body, thinking everything's fine because they're going to feel better than they've ever felt. But like you mentioned, your blood pressure could be super high. Your blood could be essentially slud and you know, you're going to cause yourself more issues while you're thinking, oh, I put on another pound of muscle this week. Like, well, what does that mean in the grand scheme if you're having problems at 35, 40 years old? We've all seen the people that have passed away the late 30s and their 40s. Still way too, it's unacceptable. Way too young. Early 50s, it's unacceptable, right? Um, typically, every eight weeks is about when they will let people donate. If somebody's donating every four to six, there's a reason. Um, but it takes about eight weeks to regenerate new red blood cells. Um, but some people have to go in more often. With that being said, and now I don't know if you want to transition over to the extra assisted side, but there's a lot of things that you have to pay attention to here. Um, this isn't going to be a lot of our listeners, but it's important that if you're ever thinking about it, you understand what this looks like and what it is. Yeah. And so I think that's the the big thing. And, you know, I don't know how much I know, I know you you're pretty good about having your time frame with social media, you know, abide by your schedule but the enhanced side has definitely grown tremendously on social media to where it's became almost acceptable to talk about it or talk about your cycles and different things like that from 25 and under you know and i'll I'll use this as a joke because i'm only 30 you know turning 31 this year but 25 and under kids and i'm like you have no real background, you know, knowledge, granted, you could read things and you could study things and things like that. And, you know, that's, that's awesome. But the side effects that can happen down the road, you might not have experienced those as a 22 year old who has been taking, and I'll use this one lightly. Its name is, it it rhymes with, or it has Ren in it. And it's became very popular where people are taking massive amounts of it and they're growing astronomically because of what the enhancement does for them but they have no idea what their blood work looks like. They're just finding it, taking it and calling it a day and then making these massive gains. But yeah, when they're 35, there's going to be health problems unless they figure these things out. Yep. I, I, I have, I know people that have passed away um, on and off using testosterone trend specifically um, to grow like crazy. 
And when you start to look at some of these other additional performance enhancing drugs that people want to add in, we'll, we can talk about men, women. I'm not going to go into dosages and stuff like that. Um, I, I can give an example, but I'm going to sit here and outline how to do it. Like, I'm just not going to fucking do it. Yeah. But I will talk about what it happens and what it does. So, you know, trend, for example, is is one of the most popular, most potent that you can add. And you'll see people do that. But the thing that you don't realize is, especially if you're older, you really want to be careful with something like this, because if you go get your cholesterol levels checked while that's going on, um, especially if you have something like hyperlipidemia, familiar hyperlipidemia, um, that's where you have excessively high cholesterol levels and you have a genetic component to it. So I actually have this. We're going to do a whole series on this on Elite Physique University. But basically, if you think about this, like your LDL will be through the roof and things like ApoB and LP little a, like those are the really, really bad uh, markers during during checking your cholesterol levels. Trend really has a high correlations with really, really bad um, cholesterol levels and a lot of calcification that shows up, which that's you're looking at early, early predictor of heart attacks, early death from heart attacks. You know, the number one sign of of a way a heart attack presents is death. So think about that. Like this is not something to fucking joke around about. So my point is if you use trend a lot over and over and over, you're you're suscepting, you're putting yourself in a very tough position to where you're really being hard on your heart and your cholesterol levels and possible calcification. And I I know somebody that passed away at 35, um, used lots of lots and lots of trend. Did not eat good on top of that. Um it's just one of those things we all have seen people pass away. What you don't know behind the scenes is to me, trends one of the most abused when it, it's one that needs to be used very, very like I don't even listen at this point. I don't think anybody should fucking use it, but people are going to right. Yeah. Knowing what I know now and being older, I'm like, why, why? Like it's fucking pointless because when you're 55, you need to be here for your kids and your family. It doesn't right. matter how fucking jacked you look when you were 39 and you're abusing the shit out of this for a decade. Yeah. So th- there's some major drawbacks. There, there are definitely other things that people can use and they do use and uh, that are less dramatic, you know, things like the EQs and stuff like that. And, you know, there's all, all kinds of different things during prep that people will use. Um, you know, there's a, a whole different route that doesn't just have to do with muscle gain, things like clenbuterol, you know, people use that when cutting. And if you're older, you have any kind of signs of heart issues or abnormalities you better not touch that shit like i'm telling you like that is just a bad issue waiting to happen so yeah, i think the the big problem is the instant gratification that people want from all that they don't realize yeah you might like we talked about earlier yeah you put on a pound of muscle that week but you shortened your life expectancy by a year what's the difference of that and i think that's where a lot of people want to go immediately from the natural to even skipping HRT and going straight to the enhanced route. And they'll start taking enhancements without even jumping into HRT or combining HRT with enhancements. They just think the enhancements is what going to, you know, accelerate them to make this massive change. And like you and I talked about earlier, you saw changes, you know, pretty quickly with just HRT. And it's because your body was able to finally take in what it was supposed to and I think that's the biggest thing because, you know, if you get if you've been on any type of enhancement and you go get blood work done, it's a lot of red flags. You know, it doesn't it doesn't look great, but you run that risk knowing what you're doing 
and typically you have an understanding, but it seems like it's turning into a lot of people don't have an understanding of what they're doing. Yeah. And I think you hit the nail on the head, you know, the instant gratification that's also at scale, right? We've all got, you know, Instagram and everything else where we see people just at scale, they're, they're more jacked than ever. They're, we're seeing it at scale because now you're able to see more people jacked than ever. Where, you know, 20 years ago, there were freaks out there and there were people very muscular, but you didn't have it in your face all the time. Every time you opened up your phone, everybody's that way. And by the way, a lot of people were that way for a short period of time. They got a lot of pictures of themselves. They're not that way now, but they're still posting all the old pictures. So <laughs> just don't judge yourself based on the most shredded, jacked pictures that you're seeing all the fucking time. That, that or they're editing them. <laughs> Yeah, like like Goob. Uh, Goob yeah. has done a good job exposing those folks. So not my cup of tea, but I mean, yeah. Goob, listen, man, he, he do do you. But anyway, um, there's a lot of that instant gratification. And here's the thing: it's a uh, it's a hot topic. There are a lot of podcasts out there, and I know the guys running the podcast. Like more power to them. Um, but there is a want and a need for instant gratification, and people are capitalizing on that, and they're putting out podcasts explaining in videos, telling people how to do things. Uh, a lot of coaches get paid to go that super assisted route. And I get it. Like, if that's what you want to do, more power to you. It's just not something now that I've gotten older and I've seen enough death. I've seen enough. And I'm not trying to be, you know, cause fear mongering or anything like that. But like, no. it's very, very real. I've just gotten older and I look at it. I'm like, man, this is such a shallow thing for short term gratification. Just put the work in. And if you need HRT, then go that route. But the super assisted route, and I'm just so done with that anymore. I don't really like to prep folks that want to go that route. I just don't because we're all getting older and we should all be getting smarter. Unfortunately, some people aren't and, and some of them aren't around anymore. And it sucks. Well, it really I, does. I, I think the other big thing with that is, I, I don't remember who, it might've been Jace reshared it the other day, but it, I think it was Ashley but she had shared something like, you know, we have all these people out here taking all these drugs, taking all this caffeine, all to push themselves at an RPE of five. It's like yeah. if you're if you don't know what you're doing and you start getting on, you know, if you're natural and you don't know how to really train, getting on HRT or going enhanced is not all of a sudden going to make your changes like you, you talked about earlier. You shouldn't be doing seven days a week of working out. You shouldn't be doing seven days of cardio. You should pull back to four days or three days, learn how to properly train, give yourself recovery, start eating the proper foods, get your calories in. There needs to be a lot of transitions before you start making these other, you know, choices in your life. Because like, you know, we talked about earlier with HRT, there's a lot of benefits, but there are some risks with it as well, because you can learn to abuse it or you can have some type of health risk down the line. Now, it's not as fear-mongering is an enhancement side, but there are things that will potentially happen. You could, you know, end up bald, okay? That might not be that scary to you, but it's a risk that you have to. Your blood pressure could get a little higher. It might not seem scary to you, but down the road, it could be. And so I think that's the biggest problem is we see a lot of people want to make these changes, but they're not willing to put in the work to begin with. And if you're putting in, like you mentioned earlier, you're putting in the work and things aren't changing okay maybe we need to move to the next option we need to move to option b because option a obviously wasn't working and so i wonder with your with your side and you know 
having coached many different people, do you see people who immediately want to skip past a route with you or do they kind of listen and they're okay understanding why you're going that specific route? Most of the time, now that I'm older and I've been around, you know, I've got enough equity that people trust, like that I've done a good job and I've been around, I've got the knowledge. Um, I do have people that they don't like what I tell them and they decide to go a different route. And you know what? That's okay for me because I don't want to be responsible for a lot of that anymore. So it's it's one of those things they want to skip past me and try and get instant gratification and go about a route that's not healthy. I, I'm okay if they leave and we part ways. No harm, no foul. But I'm very upfront with people and I explain to them over and over and over again. I really don't have any blowback anymore at this point. A lot of my clients, the toughest conversation I have is when their test levels are low and they're a natural athlete, like a competitive bodybuilder, and they want to continue to compete in the natural organizations, but they can't anymore because they need to go on HRT. That's, That's usually the harder conversations because I have to make sure they understand like this is more about your health than it is about stepping on any stage. It they'll they'll listen because they know I'm talking from the heart. Um so yeah, so, sometimes they won't do it though. Like I've had females with a testosterone of 2 and they just I, I was like I can't do anything for you. You're not going to recover from the training. You're not going to put muscle on. You're just going to continue to get more and more unhealthy. Your your risk of all kinds of disease go up, but your risk of injury goes up. I'm like, I, I can't do anything. I mean, I can hear, I can add some macros for you, but I can, like, I can't do anything. Like you're paying me and I can't, your body's not going to respond. Yeah. So it's like trying to build a race car and it's like, Hey, we're missing the carburetor. Like we can do all these things, but I can't, I can't get the race car to run the way we want it to run. I don't know what you want me to do. Um, and sometimes I will split ways with those folks. Um, normally the females are more resistant to it. Um, they've got other things they worry about, you know, the side effects with females are, you know, they worry about their voice and I listen, I get all that stuff, but most, most guys are like, fuck it. I'm tired of feeling like this. Like I train like a bitch in the gym. I don't even want to go. Like I will do anything. Um, so those are the tougher conversations at this point, but I would say nine out of 10 times I get through just fine. Um, I'm not opposed to, and that's why we put out a lot of podcasts on the topic. I send them the podcast. I'm not opposed to talk to a client on the phone. Hey, be like, Hey, listen, let me just talk to you from the heart. If you don't want to do it totally fine. I support you either way. Let me tell you what's going to look like if you don't, and we've tried to fix you and, and things don't work. Um, that's typically the harder ones to, to talk to. Yeah, no, definitely. And that's, that's kind of where I, you know, I would assume that's the typical route. And just because people don't want to feel like shit as much as, you know, the aspects that come with it. And when you feel bad and then you start to feel good, there's, there's nothing like it. And, you know, if you're constantly pushing yourself and you feel like death, you got to take, you know, the plunge. And like you mentioned, you know, there might be females that are more resistant to it because, they worry about the risk, but if you continue what you're doing, you're just going to put yourself at other risk. So it's, you know, which route would you rather go? I will say this out of every female that I've worked with, and I'll just say over the last four years, um, that's had to end up going on HRT. I've not had one email me back and say, this was a mistake. Every single one has felt better their training has been better. Their health has been better. 
their life has been better, their mood's better, like all these things improve because you've got to, if you're listening and you think, oh, they're just talking about being on steroids. No, listen, like this is medical HRT. This is a medicine. If your thyroid's not working, you take thyroid hormone to help your thyroid work, right? So if your testosterone levels are low, you're taking testosterone to get you to a normal range. We're not talking about going outside the range. It's talking about being normal. It improves your whole life. Like for me to run and own the businesses that I have over the last, you know, I've had two gyms that I've sold and speaking and conferences and podcasts and writing a book. And, you know, the supplement company is a fucking giant now, fat muscle. And it's, if I were on low testosterone, there's no way in hell I'd be able to do any of the stuff I did, let alone train to like, I'm not like, you know what I mean? Like I, I have a, I have a respectable physique for a 46 year old. Like I walk the walk. I don't look like the rock, but I wouldn't be able to do any of the things I do if my testosterone level wasn't in a normal range. Thank be God for HRT. <laughs> You're ready to lay in bed all day. All day, dude. Like miserable. You know, low testosterone leads to a lot of things. You see a lot of marriages split because one person doesn't want to have sexual relationship. You know what I mean? Like they're not motivated. They're always depressed. Like it's a very, very important thing to make sure that you get these things fixed. Yeah. And it's funny you say that because it's, I've seen it. I've actually just saw the other day on Facebook, they were comparing test and trend and saying it was the same thing. And I'm like, no, one is something you can get prescribed from a doctor. The other one you get from creepy Dave down the street. Like there's a difference. Like there's, there's a reason why people go on to HRT. And honestly, I'm a huge firm believer of what HRT has done for me. I don't think it's for everybody because of things we talked about at the beginning and able ways to improve it naturally. And I wish I would have done that from the beginning because it would have allowed me to raise them to get them to a good level. And then if I decided to go the HRT route, and I think that's where having podcasts like this and doing, you know, having other podcasts and having seminars and having even just Instagram, Facebook posts that explain why we do these things and why we go these routes will allow people to understand what's actually deemed necessary. And I think that's where a lot of people see it as, like you said, oh, this is not something I need. And it's like, no, it's medicine for you if it's deemed necessary. Yes, I guess if you wanted to, you could go get on it at 500. You could probably find a way to get on it, but you don't need it at 500. But if you're at 200 for a year, there's probably a reason you need it. Yeah. And you know, one other thing I think we should talk about before we wrap this up is I know there are going to be people listening that have always wondered, because I think we've all always wondered this. What would happen if I just did one cycle? What what would happen if I did one 12 week cycle of testosterone? Could I put on, you know, muscle? Could I be able to hold on to it after? And I, I, I think that we need to talk about that real quick to let people understand um, so they don't waste their time. Um, not that it's not that it's a waste of time, but I'm talking about people with normal, healthy testosterone levels. Do I want to just use testosterone for 12 weeks, put on as much muscle as possible? Here, here's what happens with that. Yes, you're going to put on a shit ton of muscle in 12 weeks. And that sounds amazing, but let me tell you the rest of it. Um, the first time that you ever use testosterone is probably gonna be black market. It you don't know the dosage, but say it's a it's a typically good dose, and you're getting most of what it says you're going to put on a massive amount of muscle. You've never used it before. Boom, you're going to put on a lot of good muscle. Now, that's assuming training, nutrition, all that's on point. 
Now, what happens is, is you also shut down your natural production for 12 weeks. You're running off of what you're putting in your body. That's why it's called exogenous coming from the outside. You're going to have test levels really high. Now, when you come off, sure, you can do all the post-cycle therapy in the world. You can use the hormone optimizers. You can use HCG. Like you can use the whole post-cycle therapy. We're not going to outline it here. What's going to happen is though, your test levels are then going to drop because your body has to get back to making its normal amount, right? So there is something about the look that you have when you're using testosterone levels that is not going to stick around when you're off of testosterone. It's just, you know, testosterone is osmotic. Like there's a lot of water, right? Especially in something like testipionate, you know, it clears, you take injections like once a week on average, right? For most people, it takes a while for it to clear. It also gets higher in your system that way. You just tend to hold more water. You have a puffier look, a rounder, more lack of a better term, a more anabolic look, right? You have that. The pumps are fucking insane. When you come off testosterone levels and when you come off testosterone, the yo will start to dip. You don't have that same look. Um, the pumps are not the same. Like all that stuff starts to slowly go back. What happens is most of the time people, they lose a lot of the size that they put on because your body can't maintain that size because your testosterone levels are not going to be there. Now your testosterone levels start to come back up. After one cycle, they may come back up to where they were pre-cycle. A lot of the times, they're going to come back up just slightly lower. And the more times you do testosterone, you come off. You do it, you come off. The lower your natural levels are going to keep coming back until the point, a la, you have to go on HRT. And that's another thing that we see a lot of people that have a history of using testosterone from a black market source. Off and on, they've cycled on and off, or they've just used or whatever. They end up trying to come off. You have to end up, you're, you're on HRT because your body's not producing the levels that it needs to produce to get you to normal ranges. Um, so I wouldn't fall into that trap of doing one cycle. Um, I would rather just see somebody train and put on as much muscle as they can. And if their test levels are starting to get shitty, go the HRT route and just be healthy. That's it. Yep. And I, I think that's the crazy thing because people have that idea and whether it's the HRT even or even enhanced route is they think nothing's going to happen because they've never, and, you know, I'll kind of even throw this with like the keto route and, you know, obviously we have, but like people jump into that thinking nothing's going to happen post that diet. It's like, well, there's a lot of side effects that could, there's a lot of benefits that could, and it's the same thing. Like you said, HRT is great, especially three months you're going to put on. And I mean, you're going to look like a whole different person. And then that balloon effect's going to go away and you're going to be back to where you were. And so was it worth it? Was it worth the, you know, the money, the health, anything like that? And I think that's the big thing. And I think that's what we touched on a lot today was there's a lot of reasons why you could go these different routes, but you have to be smart about it. And I think that's the big thing. And especially, and I you know mentioned it earlier, but you're trying to treat yourself. You probably have no idea what you're doing. That's why having a coach is super beneficial. And I think that's, you know, something you've harped on for, you know, many, many years, especially, but even just seminars, coaching and, you know, podcasts, things like that. A lot of people want to go and change their health, but they're going into it completely blind. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. I, you know, I hope podcasts like this and the ones that we've done on Elite Physique University, um, any questions you guys have, you can, my email is in the show notes. Uh, you can hit me up, ease email and his contact information is in the show notes. You can always reach out, ask questions. Um, and by the way, th- this has been a great episode, man. Thanks for coming on. I know we've got another topic that you had put out about 
you know, taking clients, gen pop clients to more advanced gen pop to transitioning over to, to prep clients. We'll do that one here in the future too. So stay tuned for that. Um, anything else you want to add before we, we go off the air? No, this has been great. I'm glad that we got to, you know, kind of explain the different routes because I think a lot of people are confused about, you know, where they should start and where they, you know, could go next. I agree hundred percent. I, th- I, I just want to make sure we continue to put out good content we help our listeners like we're not asking for anything here. We're just trying to put out good content to educate you guys. And a lot of this is, you know, myself and E and our other people that we have on the show. This is from experience. Like we're not talking about shit that we're just we're reading somewhere and regurgitating like a lot of experience that we're trying to pass on to you guys. So uh, just take it to heart. And if you have questions, you can reach out. But E, thanks for coming on, man. We will have you back on to help uh, co-host another episode. For myself and E, we are out of here. See you guys. See you.